0: Formal.
1: I mean, God's gonna mess with you. I'm absolutely sure of that. And we, we're—is um, it on? Yes. For the recording, so we don't say any major heresies.
2: <laughs> major. <can> cur- major. <laughs> That's
1: why it says not given to much wine. <laughs> like, not given to much heresy. <laughs> um, it's good to be in uh, with you guys. I really believe that there's a there's a real desire for the Lord to do some some unusual things with unusual people that are in the right place at the right time doing the right stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And so a seed you never know how many you know how many seeds makes a tree, but never how many seeds are in the tree. And so um, so you know, perspective is heavenly. And and so it's a small band of brothers have done amazing stuff in history. I was just in Germany, in a town called Hernhut, where the Moravian movement got started. You heard of Count Zinzendorf, and then he had a vision for a city, not just a you know a a city set on a hill, of people that would pray, of people that would go into the unreached places of the world and. And, you know, there were a small band of brothers. At their peak, there were 300 at home and 300 abroad. And they did a prayer meeting that lasted 24 hours, seven days a week, two at a time, for 116 years, nonstop. And it, the, the team that did that never got above 78. Come on, that's commitment, right? That seeing something so profoundly impactful that you're willing to sink your life in it forever, you know, and then and they didn't just stay in this place of, because they did it an hour at a time. They no man work, lest one man pray, and then how they were released. They shifted the whole mission movement of the Western world absolutely radically. Everybody can trace back the roots to this prophetic people who were. Baptized in the Holy Ghost with tongues in the 18th century. And the traditional church erased much of that history. But they were taught to keep journals. So as a result, they pieced together the supernatural uh, impact that God had on that community through the journals of the ones that were there from the beginning. And uh, so it's good to write down what God tells you. You never know who's going to read it later. (laughs) okay and it's treasure if it's treasure to you it's treasure to somebody else so anyways let's not chase rabbits um let's just pray and uh the title of this thing we're gonna we're gonna impart just equipping on the prophetic and what that means a little bit and what it doesn't mean and so the prophetic is like Everything that's weird gets grouped under it. <laughs> uh, if it's strange oh, that's prophetic, and that's not. There's some things prophetic, and other things pathetic. <laughs> you really want to discern what's what. And hopefully at the end of this you get a little bit, I'm sure some of this stuff you'll know, and, and I don't mind saying that again for you to know that somebody else thinks like you. Do, so. Uh, so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I thank you for your grace and power to be here. I thank you for the privilege of sowing into this band of brothers and sisters. And I thank you, God, that your grace is powerful to transform us, equip us, and release graces and gifts, God. You ascended and gave gifts to man, Lord. So release it today. In Jesus' name, activate it and shift us, break through into our world, Lord. Release us and give us arrows for our quiver, to to launch them into the enemy's camp, to release the captives, God, to bring forth the word of the Lord in a a nation and in a city, starving for the knowledge of God. I pray, Holy Spirit, blow our mind, we pray, amen. Alright, so, um, if you don't take notes, um, I'm going to (coughs) start... Uh, let's start in Revelation 19, just for the sake of, um, and um, let me just, um, we didn't get into a, a lot of things that I can't go too deep into, but um, but I want to tell you this that the church. The foundation of the church, in order to be a kingdom expression, I'm going to get away from the word church, but in order to be a kingdom expression, um, it's got to be done in the order of the kingdom. The kingdom is about the reign of God. It's about the order of God. Now, God's not nervous. He's in total control. So his order looks chaotic to us because we don't have all the information. We don't have all the wisdom. We know very little. If you were really honest, you would say to yourself, "I know very little of God. I know very little of how He operates. His thoughts are way higher than my thoughts. His ways, way higher than my ways." So, so when you say Christ has revealed Himself, and the mystery is Christ, absolutely. But the mystery of Christ is an eternal King that loves us and is forever man in the heavens. Uh, that is an ongoing revelation that we're never going to get tired of. As a matter of fact, the more that your, your body is done away with because the glory is upon you, the more you'll be captivated by this reality. And so, the, uh, so as a result of God's order, there has to be a marriage between the apostolic and prophetic realities in order for any kingdom endeavor to move forward. And so the fivefold ministry, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, the job of faithful ministry is not just to equip, but it's to provide this marriages of the order of God and the offices of God to release the equipment, to delineate the unity, to bring about family uh, cohesion, to give you spheres of operation, to release the gifts that are already resident in you, to awaken Christ within you. All right? I'm going to try to teach, but I will probably preach a little bit. That, so, so the, the thing is, you have in you already Christ, in the fullness of the deity of God who dwells within you. Now, you have parts of those gifts, you have things awakened, and you're going to, after this, I hope you, you have faith to believe that God can use you in the realm of the prophetic as a gift of God, okay? Um, so... But I want to say that because th- you can't take any of the gifts out of the context of the order of God, because there's no such thing as a prophet-led reality or an evangelistic-led reality. No, it's got to be an aposto- The church, as I have been apostolized by the Father, I apostolize you. If there is no apostolicity in your in your movement, you'll have cool ministry, but it will die with you. And how many? You know, you're young enough now. But trust me, as you get, I'm 51 now. Gonna be 52 this year. I am do not want to build stuff that has to tear down to teach me stuff. I mean, I'm into now. I'm investing my time and effort in things that can grow and multiply. And if you learn to do that now, then you will be a lot more productive. My faith is if I can pitch to the younger generation for you to not make the same mistakes I did. I got saved in college. All right, and it took a long time to get Egypt out of me. Some would say it's still a work in process. I would say that. Okay? But bottom line is you don't have to do that. That's right. All right? Okay. So the prophetic, let's look at the, uh, just because I love description, scripture, because you can really land it. But see, this is, this is a great definition <clears throat> because it, it talks about the revelation, obviously a prophetic encounter that John is having. Okay, the Apostle John is having a prophetic encounter with an angel. Yes, with Jesus. But he's using the angelic host to release. And we're going to talk about angelic messengers even, even now. We have to believe God for what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. We're so earthbound. It drives me nuts. It's like Paul said, why are you living like a mere man? Are you kidding me? So the more I believe in these things, the more crazy stuff happens to me. People don't, don't believe happens to me. I said, well, look. After a while, you just stop boasting about your weakness. That's all you can do. Okay, you, you're not going to believe what I really happened. So I'll just say, <laughs> I was weak and God met me. <laughs> and let's just leave it at that. Okay, so here it is. So it says, he said to me, verse 9, write, write. Okay? I want to I emphasize that. Because if God's going to speak to you as a steward of the word of the Lord, uh, record it. So you can become it. Not so you can store it as a file in your memory bank and never use it again. God Almighty, you're going to be held accountable for every word. Everything you know. Everything you hear. Right now you're in trouble. You're about to hear something for two hours. You're going to be held
2: accountable for it.
1: That's why I don't like reading books.
2: (laughs) And I actually
1: I used to be like eager beaver at first, you know. There's a prophetic guy. I'd be the first one in the road, like, come on, prophesy for me. And now I realize that every prophetic word is an invitation and a command to pick a fight. Because according to the prophetic word you have received, fight the good fight of faith. And now I now I'm a little bit older and wiser. I'm going like, look, oh God, I fear you if you speak to me. All right, because words are cheap. Action with the word of God brings the kingdom to heaven, right. from heaven to earth. Okay, so here it is. Right, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage. Okay, that's all of you, right? You nobody needs salvation. Right. These are true words of God. I fell to his feet at his feet to worship him. Verse ten. We're in the Revelation 19. He said to me, "Don't, don't do that." Don't worship the gift. Don't worship the messenger of the gift. Don't worship the manifestation of how it's coming to you. But worship God. Amen. So don't worship. I'm a fellow servant of yours, your brethren who hold. Now listen, I'm a fellow servant of yours and your brethren
2: who hold
1: the testimony of Jesus. Okay, so you hold the testimony of Jesus. You hold it. And what's the next verse? It says, and the testimony of Jesus is what? The spirit of prophecy. So here it is. Okay, ready? You hold the testimony of Jesus. So you hold the spirit of prophecy. You hold it. It is inside of you. But it needs to come out. It is to flow out of you. In a very, very easy, secure, biblical kingdom way. It needs right. to be released that way. But you hold these things together. The biggest lie the enemy tells us is that we're lacking. That's what they taught. That's why Eve fell fall in the garden. Did God say? God's, God's holding out on you. Adam, he's holding out of you. If you eat of this tree, you'll get what you're, that, what God doesn't want to give you. Well, see, those are words of the knowledge of good and evil. That's not prophetic. Like people walking around criticizing. That's not prophetic or pointing out. you. That's not prophetic. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We're not wired to make moral choices. I want to say amen. Well, amen. <laughs> yeah. No, God is the only one that has the standard. We're to follow Him. And so the moment you think you have justice is the moment that you're eating up this tree because God's the only one that's just. You don't. How do you know perfection? Because a perfect one put the thought in you because you're imperfect. You can't come up with that concept by yourself. All right, but the test, but because you have Christ within you, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy resides within you. That means you have in you the master hard drive, the divine hard drive with all truth is contained, everything, the divine wisdom of the ages resides in you, and God's going to give you a little bit of that because otherwise you would just blow your mind if He gave you more.
0: Okay,
1: this is you. This is God. Well, you can't handle the truth. You can't
0: you? Can't handle
1: that level of. You can only handle a little bit because why? You're gonna be held accountable for it. And so God knows your frame. God knows you're weak. God's not gonna give you something and then say, "See, you didn't do it. So I'm judging you for it." He's a good father. He's a master administrator and distributor. So the testimony of Jesus—that is the written logos. Jesus is the incarnate Word. That's a good word, right? The incarnate Word. He became flesh, but He was the Logos. The beginning was God, John 1, right? The Word was with God, and the Word was King. So the Logos is Jesus. So that testimony of the Word okay, was within you. So all of you can prophesy. Somebody,
3: right?
1: Now we're, we're going to talk about Old Testament and New Testament. People get wicked, wicked weird. <laughs> Alright. So, and yes, you're an individual and you can look at somebody and say, You are very, very strange. Go and tell somebody and say, You're weird. But God made you that way, so I receive you. I receive your weirdness. And, and be comfortable in who you are because. The word is going to come forth from you in a different way than somebody else. So so trying to imitate somebody else, and that's what happens in ministries, everybody starts sounding like each other. (laughs) Because the main dude, everybody wants to sound like him so they can get in his graces. Dude, I mean, God God made you an individual. Just be you, okay? No accent added to the word is going to make it more (laughs) more anointed.
0: (laughs) Because
1: the Lord
0: did this to you. But, you know,
1: that may be a cultural thing, and I can I can, you know, I'm down with it, but it doesn't make you more anointed. Oh, All right? They didn't talk like this.
3: <laughs>
1: they didn't have to, you, and you don't have to either. In other words, because it's in you, because God put it in you, you can be you yeah. and release that which dwells within. Testimony, Jesus is gonna look like you. The word and listen. I'll say this. Write this down. This is key. Ready? The kingdom of God is voice activated. All right. In the beginning, in this, from beginning to end, is always voice activated. Yes, there's places of silence and meditation and contemplation, but to release things on the earthmen from the heavenly reality is voice activated. It's a release of. And, and it's the way they function in the creation, the Spirit of God, Genesis 1 is hovering, okay? The Father shows up with a divine plan of what he's going to do and releases the logos, the third person of the Trinity. And when he says, let light be, the Holy Spirit takes the logo and creates. So the three are there. That's why Jesus "I was there from the beginning. Okay? But see, nothing was happening, even though the Spirit was present, and Many churches hang around. The Spirit is present. But if there's no there's not connectivity with the Father and releasing the word of the Lord unto what the Father wants to do, this is why apostles and prophets must work together, and apostles will point the canons to the direction they need to be pointed, so then something gets created. It gets created in our realm, in the time-space world. There's no time and space at all. In, in eternity. But it was always in the heart of God before the foundation of the earth, before the creation of the heavens. Alright. Okay. Let me say another thing, alright? Psalm 139, write that down. And because Psalm 139 Oh we're just gonna have to go there. Alright. Um in what some I'm gonna get to the practice in a minute. I just want to lay a little foundation. Psalm 139. Go forever. Now look at verse 1. You, Lord, you have searched me and known me. Alright, now that's the essence of the prophetic. Okay. We're going to talk about that. But you have searched me. God, you know me. And not only me. You know your plans. You know... The things we're doing, the things that you want us to do, you know the context of our nation, you know our city, you know the ins and outs of everything. There is no darkness in you because at night you see clearly. That's what the psalmist says. There is no I see everything. Alright? Now if you read down, in let's do that a little bit. You know when I sit, you know when I rise, you understand my thoughts from afar, you scrutinize my path, lying down. You are acquainted intimately with all my ways. Uh, before is a word in my tongue. Behold, you know it. You enclosed me before, behind. You lay your hand upon me. This is amazing knowledge. Now we're tapping into the essence of the prophetic, okay? All right. I love this. Where can I go from your spirit? Now that's a rhetorical question. What's the answer? Okay. But see, everybody thinks that that's bad. I can't hide from God. Well, that's good. You can't hide from His love. You can't hide from His mercy. You can't hide from His power. You're a child of God. You're a daughter. You're a son of God. You can't hide from Papa. You can't. Now you can't hide from His holiness either. I get it. I'm not preaching cheap grace, but we're always landing on the legal side of things. I'm not landing on the relational side of things. The fact that He's good, He's lovely, and then he says, I have, and I think it's verse, I'm uh, uh, stand in spirit, where in the look in presence, before my inward parts, verse 13, you wove me in my mother's womb, I give thanks to you. Fearfully and wonderfully made. My frame is not hidden from you. Skillfully brought into the depths of the earth. Uh, of the earth. Verse 15. You got to read this whole thing. Verse 16. The eyes have seen my unformed substance. All right. Your eyes have seen. Now, let me ask you: Can God give you a word concerning substance in people's lives? You know, it's not just the word, okay, buy a lottery ticket with five, five, five on it. That's the kind of word that people want to get in America. The Chinese cookie approach to the prophetic. But I love 16. Your eyes have seen my own form of substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. So, tapping into people's prophetic destiny. Tapping into... Uh, a nation's prophetic destiny, or a city, or a group, or a band of brothers like you guys are. See, there is a book written concerning of everything. Who you are and what you're going to do. This is also Ephesians 2.10. Before the foundation of the earth, I set forth the days that you ordained for you. The works that I've prepared for you before the foundation of the earth. I have prepared for them. They're written. Okay, so opening up those scrolls or taking a peek at it so that you can release it on people and release it, and you know it for yourself, and you release it as intercession or to a high official in a place, in a city, in a nation, or as a strategy in order to build a business. Hello? Let's not just leave it in the religious world. Or a scientific revelation. memetical field. Or whatever, whatever. Right? <laughs> so you're tapping into the substance of how God made creation. And so true prophetic also taps into this, the realities that are existing within the principalities, powers, rulers over places where God can speak to you concerning the heavenly realm. And how to shift it and move it and 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 cast it to a size so that so that there can be a free flow uh, over a city. Now there's always open heaven over a believer. You don't have to sing a million songs to get God. How many know that's true? Right. Close your eyes by the blood of Jesus. Bam, you're in the holy of holies. If you discipline yourself, you don't have to sing 20 songs. You pray in tongues for 10 hours. Praise God for the New Testament. All right, God is here. God is God is not there. All right, I'm not going to get into that. But God is. You're sitting at the right hand of the Father with God. All right, at the right hand of the Father with Jesus. In Jesus, He's in you. You're in Him. Right. Right. He's in you. You're in Him. And so your perspective is not from lack from the earth to the heavens. Your perspective is from the heaven, the fullness of God towards the earth. That means. That's where you are, position. So you have access to the divine mysteries of God. He made known these things to children. Right. Jesus laughs when the seventy-two are coming back. Oh God, you made known to children this. That was his rejoicing. Okay. So here, that's a true prophetic tapping into the scrolls that God has already preordained and prepared. Now I'm a look. I'm like a Calvinist, a reformed God, but I understand this. He has preordained stuff. He has set it in motion. We're clueless. Man at his best was clueless. He didn't even realize there was a snake in the garden. At his best, he still got deceived by one animal. Okay? And so what we're trying to do then is train and equip not to give you something new, but to awaken that which God has already predestined and predestined and you have decided in you. Does that make sense to you? So that you stop thinking, I need something, and start thinking, no, I have everything I need. And you are set in your heart that there are unlimited resources, not by faith, but by reality of a predetermined desire and decree of the God who created all things. He has said it, and He said it in motion. Our job is to tap into that which He's already done and said. There's nothing new under the sun, not because we haven't seen it, but because God's already created it.
0: There's
1: nothing new to Him. Right? Now you're discovering it, so for you it's always brand. It's like the discovery of America, or the discovery of the Americas, right? It was already there. How I many you know that's true, right? But for us, it was a myth, for the then world, it was a mystery that there was that humongous piece of land there. And so it's the same with the things of God. It is the glory of kings. It's the glory of God to hide a matter. The glory of kings to search it out. Okay. Is that good? It's good. All right. So that's a little foundation because people get really weird about it. I'm not saying you won't get revelation, but the revelation you're getting is not like nobody's ever had this thought before. <laughs> Let me just say this. 2,000 years of Christian history. Hello? Right. <laughs> right? We're not existential. We didn't just begin. Your little group began and we're the ones. <laughs> yeah. A million people are trying what you're trying. Come on, please say amen. amen. Humility goes a long way. Amen. A million people are trying to do what you're trying to do. And it's good. And it's right. And it's new for you. And enjoy the ride. Praise God. If you're bored, you don't know Jesus. Amen. If you're bored with Christianity, you are not serving Jesus. Okay? And uh, so so I'm, I'm tr- I always want to say those things because Then people get really strange. Okay, so, having said all that, let me go to a very familiar scripture, 1 Corinthians 3. Uh, There's a reason why I'm sure you, I'm I'm absolutely sure you. First one, right? Sorry, uh, two of them. First Corinthians two. Um actually in the notes I gave you, Frank, it's also wrong, so. First yeah. Corinthians two. I didn't I I didn't, I didn't know I so sent this a wrong email and well no but. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is a very familiar scripture to you, ready? Uh, And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with you superiority of speech or of wisdom proclaiming to you testimony of God. Now, here's the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, right? I just want you to see the scripture in a different light. Okay? I didn't come to you superiority of speech. That means a prophetic realm It's not about having these highfalutin nickel words. You know what I'm saying? It's not about being so out there with your spiritual language you know, real pithy, brother, that there's no practical application. Okay? You can get words, like you can get really weird with words. All right? There there is a, I see an eagle with rabbit's wings and and ears with horns flying over a river. What the heck? How can I use this? <laughs> you
2: know,
1: people get out in the ozone. Mood. Okay, Yeah, I know. There's no oxygen up there, right? No, <laughs> That's why you're not quite getting it. So people get overly mystical. Where there is of necessity the prophetic. Write this down, please. This is a balance. The prophetic must marry the heavens and the earth. There has to be divine The divine release of true prophetic has to release an earthly strategy that people can use. Because you can't fight a good fight of faith if you don't understand the spanking instructions. It's like World War II, one of the great travesties of World War II. A lot of French-Canadian soldiers died needlessly because all the instructions were given in English and they spoke French. Now how about doing that if you do that in the spirit realm, right? you're releasing your lingo, prophetic lingo, to people that, hey, you know what, I just, what? <laughs> you're assuming that they're your Christ- their Christianese is your Christianese. And the cultures and are not necessarily like that. Okay, so I didn't come with you superiority of speech or wisdom, proclaiming to you testimony of God. I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Okay, the logos, the doorway, the simplicity of that. Obviously, the other messages than Him crucified. They don't mention the resurrection, the ascension, which I kind of think are big. <laughs> But what he's saying—he's not saying that's all I'm preaching. Is I hear brothers, all oh, I preach is Jesus and Him crucified. Well, if that's all you preach, you're making the gospel man-centered. This is just about salvation, and there's not one mention of the gospel of salvation in the New Testament. That's not what the gospel—the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel that made that because you believe gave you salvation—but it never says the gospel of salvation. If it's just that, my message, brother. No, that's not your message. Your message is the king in the kingdom. That's you know, it's a little wider, brother. Right, right. Okay. So this is this is what I'm talking about. The prophetic. See, I didn't come with my own read on these things. I'm coming because I'm going to be a voice for God. Hey guys. Um. All right. You want to you want to be able to release your body for God to be able to release that through you so I determined that and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling and I love that scripture you know why because we're you know what's scary that people don't like to admit that we're really 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 weak and vulnerable and you can try to muscle up and try to pretend that you're real strong and you don't need to do that you know what Fear, fear in itself—it's always going to be present when you're doing crazy stuff for God. It's the overcoming of these things, and the over, that how you channel, it, how you're able to tap into the love of God, tap, tap into the compact. See, Paul came knowing that every word he said could be his last. I came to you with much fear, much trembling. That gives me a lot of hope because a lot of my when I when I travel, I'm thinking, man, at any. You know, when you start moving into these places and, and, you know, and you think, wow, you're doing a lot of Europe. I go a lot of Latin America. Europe, any of those places. I almost got mugged in Paris. This kid came over and tried to try to side kick. So you want to take my bag? Right. And um, (laughs) stuff can happen to you anywhere. You know, I got my bag stolen in Brussels. They took my passport, my phone, my money, everything. I was letting, you know, and you're there. So you're going to whine? What are you going to do? I mean, that's the worst thing. So I said, you know, you have to change your attitude, the spiritual climate. You begin to prophesy a different reality. Man, as a result of that bag being stolen, so many doors got opened for the kingdom that, come on, make it expensive for him to mess with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm not, I, you know... Don't worry about praying for persecution. You do this right, you'll get it. Okay? And Paul said, look, I'm, I'm weak. The Lord told me this year that I'm going to restore the boasting of weakness so that I can release the strength of my power.
3: He
1: said, you got to admit, admit that that's who you are. Admit that your weak desires and longings for God and your weak steps forward to join Him in the adventure of the kingdom he delights in those. And he's not freaked out by your lack of ability. Dude, he knew that way before you did. <laughs> you just, our stuff doesn't impress him. What impresses us is our disposition to keep worship going in spite of everything. Okay? So, uh, my message and my preaching but in demonstration of spirit and power. So, and I'm going to say a comment here, ready? The the goal of the prophetic is that the messenger and the message are cohesive. In other words, if if they're coherent in the sense that you can't be prophesying all this stuff if you're not at least living some of it. Hmm. If you have huge inconsistencies of your life, the messenger... Well, the message will come through an unfiltered messenger that will taint the message. Does that make sense? The pursuit of true ministry is that the messenger and the message that the ministry is releasing must be one with the Spirit of God. The demonstration of the Spirit is when they see you, they see the one that's releasing that ministry through you. That they can... That can tangibly see his character, his nature, his love in you. That you, every ministry release that comes from you is redemptive, not judgmental and critical. And if prophetic gets blamed, uh, people pointing their little bony fingers at sin. Sure, there's sin in the church. What are you talking about? There's been sin in the church for 2,000 years, but that's not the chief prophetic message of the age. Come on. <laughs> That's a message. But does the Bible say not to walk holy? Does the Bible say to walk holy? Yeah. So, how prophetic then can it be? You nailing people over the head all the time, telling them that. And people ask me all the time, can you have prophetic word? I say, sure. Read your Bible. There's thousands of them there. <laughs> thousands of words in the Bible. They'll teach you, they'll, they'll rock your world. Really, they will. You know. So anyhow, so that, that the thing is, when you release, there has to be demonstra- the, the lifestyle of the pro- the prophetic individual has to match the prophetic intensity of the ministry, and that's true for every ministry. But I want to say that in the prophetic, because people then, you know, they're like, woo, like their feet are not even touching the ground in their mysticism. And they come out of their whatever place, they come out with all this stuff, and, and, and they begin to speak these things, and people give ear to them, like parking lot prophecy. How many of you know what well, I'm talking about, parking lot prophecy? Nobody's checking you out, you're just releasing a word over people after, so nobody's, there's no accountability, and you believe it! But, you know, in the name of Jesus, as a friend, stop that. <laughs> Don't receive stuff like that that's unchecked by anyone. It's witchcraft. It can be. Not always. Sometimes it's really well-intentioned and well-meaning, and the brothers or sister that do it, is really got a great heart, they want to bless you. I really felt like he's not the one, it's that guy. <laughs> I'm like, really, you got that from the Lord, right? <laughs> you know, you can't prophesy according to you. It's a demonstration of the
0: Spirit.
1: Amen of what the spirit and the power. And if you could see this, it's not just the word that's coming as a prophetic release. There's an impartation of that word that's parallel to it. The BAM! It's this dual shot into your spirit, man, where you can be Cephas into Peter. Boom. You can literally change the nature in the course of your life if you begin to develop these things. And, and I'll talk about the offices and the spheres that 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 carries. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this is what Paul is saying. So then the, that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. That's his conclusion. I I want you to know, you know, if you're really being ministered to prophetically, you're going to know it because God's going to. It's a depth charge. You go boom, it came in, and you like it's the Lord. It's your, you're the, the, how do you know you're a son? Of the, by, the, by the witness of your spirit and the witness of others. That's why it says by laying on your hands in the presbyter. In other words, the confession you have before others, how people have seen you and hear the prophetic word concerning you. And then they say, yep, that's her. And that's why you ought to be in community. Come on, say amen, right? Why? Because then others can agree. Yes, And I say, yep. Okay. First Corinthians 12. then. let's get into this. I wanted to make those things so that uh, what is it? 11. We'll we'll take a break in a little bit. And, oh, I'm, you know, I can go. So.
0: It's
1: Just starting. I mean, come on. If you're tired already. You need to.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: want to be such a hard. <laughs> All right. So. So here is uh. To make sure I'm flowing here with them all right let me just say this one last thing so then that then the prophetic is not just about demonstration of a word from God it's also demonstration of the gifts of God it's also demonstration of the fruits of God because operating under the opposite spirit can be a prophetic sign. Somebody slaps you. It's very prophetic to turn the other cheek. If somebody, if a situation is like, uh, I've had this actually a lot of times where you're you are being falsely accused. Not defending yourself can be a prophetic text. And God let God be you. And later on, he just ties things up so many. Right. I got fired from a church because I was going a different direction. And a decade later, they're they're closing down asking me to help them in that. How ironic is that, right? So part of me can gloat. Right? You fire me, now you need me. I know you need me. And part of it can go that. I mean that's the flesh, right?
0: <laughs>
1: I'm part but, but then you know, then you realise my God, the Lord the Lord's has restored the testimony of Jesus.
3: Right?
1: And the one thing he told me not to do when I fire is don't defend yourself, I got things. And did it ever hurt not to do that? Everything within me wanted to say, Oh so many things.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. You know
1: what I'm saying? Yes. I'm just giving you a practical so that you realize that I'm in a journey, my friend, I am by, by no means arriving in any of So as I resolved that later on. Okay. So um, um all right. Cool. Okay, so are you in first Corinthians twelve? I'm sure that you've heard a lot of this. I'm just trying to give you a, uh, well, I'm not going to assume that you heard it. I'm just going to do it you. <laughs> <laughs> so now concerning spiritual gifts, then I don't want you to be unaware. Why? Because if you use them, the supernatural elements, to the gifts of God, in the supernatural gifts of God, what happens is they, they show off the glory of God. Okay. So when somebody carries them, it becomes, People, because people are people and humans are humans, they begin to think or exalt people because that's what humans do. So the reason why we need to be to know that is not be unaware. It's not so much so that we use the gift; it's that that we represent God in the usage of the gift, so that you don't strike the rock when you need to speak to it. Yeah. Uh, because water came out of both times. It, 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 and, you know, God loves people, so he gave them water. Mm. But the messenger got the, a spanking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, um, um, which people over the years have,
0: man, God
1: is so unmerciful. I mean, Moses, I mean, he was the The higher you go in levels with the knowledge of the Lord and the operating, the more severe the judgments of God. That's, that's leadership. Unfair? No such thing as unfair in the Bible. That's right. It's either just or not just.
3: Right.
1: And nobody wants to be treated like they deserve.
3: <laughs>
1: or do you? <laughs> All right, the righteousness and justice. So God did with Moses, what God did with Moses. The mm. clay shuts up when the potter is about to make something and yields to the hands that form. Mm. So so don't be unaware. It's not just about, I want to teach you how to use the gifts. Okay, that's part of that. But unaware is, I want to not teach you how to use them so you release by faith. This is in Romans 8. Those who prophesy, prophesy by faith. According to their faith. Romans 8, 6. Okay? According to their faith prophesy. My faith is, I can sit anywhere at any time, anyone in front of me, and I can concentrate in the Spirit of God, and I'll get a word for them. Right there. I don't need to be moved by the Spirit. Like I move the spirit by my faith. Okay? I got baptized in tongues, I can pray in tongues at will. How many can pray in tongues at will? Pray in tongues right now. Ya ra lagar <laughs> yalagara. Ya basapasak kahya wa. Yeah? Say it a little a little longer. Ya Okay, now you, you use faith to do that? No, you just did it, right? But you are using faith because you know how weird you sound, right? <laughs> But to you it's normal, right? I want to say this, you're normal. Everybody that doesn't pray like that is wicked. <laughs> this is where you need to build your security in God. You're normal. No. I have to hide from the liberals in the city because I speak in tongues. Well, I go right up to them and go, like, Yabasa! <laughs> they're already talking in strange tongues and the things that they're doing anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: All right. The point is, the point is that um, that their uh, the unawareness of it is the, represent, the representation of God, so that when they leave an encounter with you, they've encountered the King. So that when something that there's a power encounter that happens when. There's a sphere that touches people as a result. And so I can, I, my faith is developed that I, no matter what size the room, I can't do it in churches. I, I'm starting to preach in bigger, but I can't do it in 1,000, 2,000 members. But I can do it in a group like this, everyone. And you know what? By, by the grace of God, the gift of God, I won't miss it. And people look at me. I don't believe it. I said, you wait a little. And then I'll get an email. You believe what happened? I'm like, I would believe. It's wow. We need to be wowed by the goodness of God, right? But not unbelief like God can't do something that he's wanting to do.
2: Right? Yeah.
1: Right. So, First Corinthians 12 says, don't be unaware. Uh, uh, and then in that same thing, I don't have time to go into it, but he talks about the different members and the least of them being the most important. Why is, does he include all that in the gifts and all? And so that gives you a balance and a perspective that, Gifts are nothing. They're given by God. It speaks of the one that gives them, not of the one that uses them. Right? right? And people are everything. Right. It's not the gift that's important. It's the direction of where God wants to release that. The person is important. Of course, the glory of God is the ultimate. The glory of God is the ultimate. The gift is the, the, gift is the bridge. The focus is the people. Come on, can you say people? <laughs> that means it's about them, not you. Right. The moment we start getting exalted about whatever little minuscule gift you carry,
3: right.
1: in, in a narcissistic society that wants to make itself be greater than it is, so the focus is on them, come on, we got to quit that, right? right. right. And, and, you know, I mean, I use social media, but sometimes it's very narcissistic. Like, who cares that you're doing that?
2: <laughs> quit
1: it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Now, I, don't, I understand. You know, I, just, I use it, but but um, but the thing is that it's about the people. That's right. Okay. This is how I, I learned deliverance. I stopped trying to get all the lists of demons that were in a person, and I began to look at the person's need. And my time went from four hours to twenty minutes in deliverance sessions of wicked, crazy stuff that happened in people's lives. But I stopped looking at the demon in them, and then when I started seeing God. What God wanted to do for the person. I made one or two questions, and boom, the person was already off and broke. And in a minute, they're free. Is it the anointing in J.C.? No, it's the love of God that overcomes all things. He's the ultimate weapon. This is why when we're gonna go from 12 to 14, 13 is right in there which we'll talk about that in a minute, okay? Which is 101 Christianity, but when it comes to the gifts, oh, how fast we forget it. Yeah. Especially if God heightens, in heightened moments of the of moves of the Spirit, then all, then then everything gets lost because the I do not. I've been in revival situations and all that kind of thing, and then all of a sudden everybody's like juiced up, and then you forget about some of the basic elements that it's not about the juice, it's about the person, and the person of God, and the person that he's delivering that to. Yeah. So, um, okay, there's a lot of teaching there. So, verse 4, there are a variety of gifts. The word variety means there's a distribution of gifts. There's not only different gifts, but there's a distribution by the Spirit of these different gifts. Okay, that's what variety means. Uh, of gifts is there were uh, uh, charis or charismata, all right, from the Greek. Basically means an endowment, an enablement, an empowerment, a release of something, the characteristic that's in God, that's inside of you that is being released and given. Okay? There is a variety of gifts. There are a variety of ministries. Or spheres of ministries or offices. It's actually the word there for ministries. There's a variety of offices. And then there's variety of effects, which means that the gift, so there's variety of gifts and distribution, there's variety of offices or vessels that is going to be distributed from. And then there's variety of effects. And when heaven touches earth, effects happen. Very supernatural manifestations come and go manifestations are nothing but later on it says the next verse it says they're all manifestations of the spirit so it's basically god opening up himself and displaying who he is on people okay now this is very one-on-one which you got to understand that there is this reality of order that god is establishing for the purpose of releasing the gifts okay now let me say this real quick now there's three levels of prophetic okay There's the office of the prophet, Ephesians 4, 6, I believe. Okay? The office of the prophet, uh, he carries within him the governmental release of God for foundational building on apostolic teams. Okay? The office of the prophet, okay, because there's not such a thing as a prophet-led reality. Okay? The prophet is... One is a foundational ministers with apostolic oversight. Okay? They work together for the purpose of releasing God's kingdom. I'll just simplify that. Okay. Apostles and prophets must work together. The prophetic, if you could see it in a picture, they are the canon, and the apostles are the one that points it to where they need to shoot it. Can you see that? And there's examples of this all over the, the scripture. The early church, they they would send prophets with the apostles. Uh, um, they were prophets and teachers, and then they released apostles from that. So, the, so the the office of the prophet will will do. I don't, you know, I'm, the, my subject's not the office, it's the gift. Okay, so I just want to just kind of touch on it a little. But the office of the prophet is a they're gonna keep things Christ-centric. They're going to release the Christ-centricity and the standard within a community. Not just the direction. This is where we're heading. That's where people (coughs) get confused. This is New Testament versus prophet. Okay. Um, Number two, they will exemplify the character and nature of God. Number three, they will pick a monster fight and discern the air and the atmospheres, along with the apostolic. And, uh, they will wear, they will wield the authority of God. Very unusual signs and wonders. Okay? Um, but, and there's a lot of things that are negative to that, which I'm not gonna get into.
3: <laughs>
1: okay? But a, a perfect example is, uh, of this marriage is Agabus. He, he gets a prophetic word that Paul is going to be tied up. He displays it, you know, he ties himself, binds himself. He's in Antioch. He says, the one that is bound like this is going to suffer on his way to Rome. And his prophetic counsel to Paul is, please don't go. All right. Don't go. You're going to suffer. Paul's saying, are you kidding me? That's been the thorn of my flesh. I asked the Lord to remove it three times. He's never done. This is my paraphrasing. If I would have stopped because I knew I was going to get hurt, I would have never preached my first message. So, so I got to go to Rome. So, the apostolic... Counts the apostolic release was I go in spite of the fact and the truth that he was going to be bound up. So right revelation can still lead you to wrong application, and that's why the marriage of the apostolic and prophetic are so profoundly needed. Without those two guys, or you know whatever guys, ladies, I know I'm very liberal about all that stuff. Without that being a foundational relational reality, uh, you, you'll do good ministry, but you won't pick the fight you're called to fight. You won't build what God wants you to build. Okay, that's all I want to say about that. But, because I could say a lot about the office. And it, it's the signs and the one that they can't foretell. They can't tap into all the gifts simultaneously. They can go into the past, present, and future. Because God is not bound by time. Right, he is the great I am, he's the eternal now. You know, I am with I am. You should say that a lot. I am with I am right now. It is present with his presence.
3: You
1: know, tomorrow I have no control over. Yesterday's harvest I have no control over. I only have control over the seed I sow right now. My mind rests on Okay. So that's the office. Ephesians 4 office. Then there's the gift which we're talking about, the gift of prophecy, which uh, is one of the nine. So that's what I was saying at the beginning. When things are weird, everything groups under the prophetic. You know, that's strange. (laughs) Must be prophetic. (laughs) Uh, Prophetic gets a bad rep. Prophetic is one gift, okay, uh, out of nine. Uh, So let's let's look at exactly. So there's Actually, what they call the voice-activated gifts, or the voice uh, gifts, each one is given a manifest, verse 7 of of chapter 12 in Corinthians 1. Uh, Each one is given manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, not for the edification of your ministry. Come on, say amen to that, right? It's for the common good, so the motives of why you do stuff. I want to really nail on that, because if you get activated and you start doing the stuff, I think you're going to start doing very easy to start thinking it's you and boy do we don't need another arrogant christian okay is that okay to say with you guys you guys are radical right you saying radical all right don't be arrogant in jesus name gifts are nothing they say nothing of us they really don't um so there's one given a word of knowledge a word of wisdom through the spirit the other word of knowledge according to the same spirit another faith so there's wisdom, knowledge, there's prophecy, verse ten, and then distinguishing of spirits, right? And different kind of tongues and interpretations. All of these are like all the gifts that can be prophetic at any time. Because if you if you like, I'm, I'm getting pains in my body, and all of a sudden I say, hey, you know, my, anybody have a sore shoulder? Right shoulder? Right shoulder a sore? You? Can I pray for you? Is it sore right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, in the name of Jesus, I command that shoulder to be healed right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You're good, you're kind. I say, be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you for your virtue. your shoulder just go okay? The same? Okay, ready? You know what? Just receive, say, thank you, Jesus.
0: Take a deep breath. Okay, let me do it.
1: In Jesus' name.
0: Be healed,
3: God. Be sure healing God.
1: Be healed. What's your name?
3: Ben. Ben. Thank you. Ben, For healing Ben, dude. for releasing the pain, the
1: stress. Thank you for the thing that are on his shoulder. Then you gotta wound up a little tight, bro. you gotta release some things. Carrying some stuff that you don't need to be carrying. You know, you gotta you gotta leave it, you know. Even you're, you're praying, you're a praying guy but you don't release the burden when you just bring it there you're all the spiritual, you gotta take it to the Lord and leave it there, don't take it back with you and, and the Lord's teaching you how to do that, and you're carrying stuff upon your shoulders, you don't need to be carrying you can't control stuff, control is an illusion The band never be open because you can't fix only can be fixed supernaturally You can only receive the answer from heaven and walk it out of the Thank you, Holy Ghost. Rewiring this man for the things that you have planned Mm -hmm. for him, God, you brought him so long, had such a long journey, such a cool journey, such a restoration that's
0: happening right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you,
1: Spirit of
0: God. You do all things. In Jesus' name.
3: So, move
1: around, however however it happens. But God can give you something like that, and then, boom, it can be very prophetic. Just like that. Right? Mm -hmm. Something that's hurting you. So the other nine gifts, just because they're not voiced, doesn't mean they're not prophetic. At any given moment, God can tap you. And boom, you enter into that zone. But let's just talk about that. Word of wisdom, number one, is a manifestation. Well, let me go to Word of... No, well, you're going to write them all down. Word of wisdom, Word of knowledge, Word of prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, and interpretation. Okay. Word of wisdom is a word for the present of things to do in your present reality that projects onto your future destiny. something that happens in the present, something that's happening in the present, divine strategies, things that are going on, things that you don't see that are going on. Like, for example, the good old Elijah example, like, I'm the only one left, and God says, I don't know what you're talking about. There's 8,000 that you don't even know about. They have bowed their knee. Relax.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you don't know. Or, or his servant, right? Who could not see mm-hmm. that there were more for them than against them. Mm-hmm. See, there's always much more going on than our peanut brain can imagine or understand, the word of wisdom reveals these things and projects them onto a future reality. Word of knowledge, is that okay? Word of wisdom, yeah. I'm just gonna talk. Word of knowledge, it's a word about the past. Okay, things undone, things things that are still open, things that are in the working or operating. It's a word about the past. That is projecting onto your present, affecting you in the present. That's a word of knowledge. Okay, more an art than a science, my friend. Okay, this is a wide definition. All right, don't get so like. Okay, that's the only thing. Well, you know. That means I can only give you the past. I can't give you the present. The <laughs> future. Don't get like that. This is not the way. God doesn't compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. He's having a conversation. Okay. Does that make sense? He's trying to communicate his infinite brain into a peanut one that's finite. (laughs) So he's trying to give you pictures. Like, does that have pictures in that book, mommy? That kind of thing. We don't get it. We don't get it. So he gives us pictures, analogies, metaphors, you know, symbols. You develop your love language with heaven, how he speaks to you. How he speaks to you is different than how he speaks to me. I'm a feeler. I feel stuff. I see stuff. But mostly I just get it and I roll it. and roll with it. You know, but How do you get it? I don't know. This is my line, my connection with heaven. How, what's yours? Look like? You're developing yours. Okay? So that's the word of knowledge. Tapping into the past to release into the present. And the prophetic is tapping into the future and bringing into the reality. Because the Lord thinks from the end to the beginning. Okay, so in God... There's no time. right? Okay? So he can, so if you have, you may have one of these gifts. Okay, I operate in two of those fairly consistent, but but I can tap into all of them by now, you know, because I do it so often. Okay? Now, what it is, is because this past, present, future God is unchanging. He's always tying everything together because, really, believe it or not, there is a purpose even in your own chaotic brain. There is something that God's trying to do. Yeah. And because you're a child of God and you are righteous, your steps are ordered. And you're trusted, and God will reveal and release. Okay. So I'm just a, this is just just as an understanding, an office of a prophet will be able to tap into all of those. I am not calling myself so that. I function whatever, but I'm just saying. It'll tap into all of that. Then we give you the fourth one: discerning the spirits. For the most part, people is distinguishing the spirits, which is people always go to the demonic side. But that also has to do with the angelic side. It's knowing the atmosphere. It's perceiving the atmospheric places, to where there's activity of angels and there's activity. There can be activity of demons. There's no doubt about that. But there's also there's more de- there's more angels than demons. Yeah. But, so, so, you should be picking up more angelic stuff than demonic stuff.
3: Huh.
1: <laughs> this is why everybody that sees the glass half empty drives me nuts after a while. Okay, come on, buddy. You know, like God sitting on the throne. Hello? The devil's a creature. Okay, you blaming him. No, no, our worst enemy is us. Not the devil. No, you should say amen to us. <laughs> All right, so here is the 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 atmospheric reality of Chicago and the places you live. This is what God wants you to be able to discern. So not only do you pray, but you obey and shift that. Prayer by itself is not going to do anything. Prayer and obedience, that will shift. things. It's the marriage of heaven and earth, always. The marriage of heaven and earth. Okay, so the the discerning of spirits, it's atmospheric changes in places you go. There's no doubt The multiform wisdom of God must be declared unto principalities, powers, and rulers in heaven. There's a release that attacks. There's no such thing as a passive Christian. Come on, say amen. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't exist. There has to be an aggressive posture within you. It's not just as a prophet, as a believer, as a disciple, as a kingdom-mandated individual. There's an aggression. There is... A violence in your spirit. So there's a fervency and a fire that needs to be there. can't just say I go to fire school and have no fire for crying out loud. Come on. Right? Amen. Now fire is not like you're frotting at the mouth. <laughs> fire is the intensity of your worship and oh, of your obedience yeah. when it doesn't make sense to. Amen. And the calmness under battle. But you can hear God when the bullets are flying. Come on, it's easy to worship God with everything. You live in America. Now you're in the inner city, and you guys do that. When you're in, the, in, in your life. Then and your bullets do fly, right, in Chicago. And so that's when you need to hear the Lord and tap into the discernment of the Spirit. Not, you know what I'm saying? Right there, you, you, Your your antennas are tuned in. So that's where you have to develop this language from heaven, and you discern that's the Lord speaking to them. And He can, and He speaks through, And we're gonna talk about how He does that, ways that He does that. You gotta discern the one that you tap into. Yeah. All right. So, and the tongues and interpretation. Ask for God to reveal your tongues. You don't know how to pray. Says in Romans eight. So, but the Spirit prays intercession through you, right? On behalf of the saints, he says. So there's a prophetic release of tongues and interpretation, and a tongues into a situation. I know that in in places that we go for warfare in the nations, my tongue changes sometimes, I, and I realize something. God is trying to say something, do something. So ask for the an interpretation. And by the way, praying tongues a lot. It's good. Amen, please. I mean, that's how you build yourself up. That's you're able to hear. You edify your house so that you're you're more sensitive to the connections in the spirit realm Um, because it bypasses your brain. Right. And and that's why people ask me, why does God need to slay people in the spirit? Because their brain is in the way. That's one of my explanations. (laughs) Their brain is in the way. So he's got to bypass it by zapping their spirit and bypassing their mind. It's an impediment. It's not helping them right now. Okay, that's been around forever. So, okay, so that's, this is this is the operation of these gifts, the prophetic element, or gifts of, of revelation and gifts of release. Now, there's no point in receiving something without a release. So whatever you're going to get, you're going to get for the purpose of giving but you have to pray for different these things. Ready? Number one, is it for you first? Because many people start just blah, 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 because they got it. And the first thing is first. Is it for you first? Is God saying it for you first? Number two, if it's for somebody else, do you have to pray first before saying it? No.
2: Okay?
1: So, is it for you first? If it's for somebody else, you have to pray first. Um, Number three, um, what's the tone that needs to be given it? The the heart behind (laughs) it. It's not so much the word, it's how it's delivered. When I first started in the prophetic, I only had one gear, you know, Fifth gear. So everyone would say, The Spirit of the Lord will come up to you. Know, you know, so the sisters tore <laughs> like,
2: The hair being parted, you
1: know. We'll <laughs> speed ahead. You know what? God doesn't speak to us like that. <laughs> right? You just felt that that was more anointed. Let's deal
2: with
1: that. <laughs> Let's deal with that wisdom man. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. <laughs> no, sometimes it's very soft. Very, and it's profoundly powerful. It shifts people. I've slapped guys. I've slapped women.
2: <laughs> That's different. I've <I'll> <laughs> like come on, come on. <laughs> Honestly, I have. <laughs> I have a
1: friend that slaps him. To,
2: come on, come
1: on! I see. Them, I was going like, Get it is so hard, dude. What are you doing? So but I see them now, and I go, wow, they did receive some. You can't copy what other people do. So. Everybody says, well, Smith Willsworth he punched people. And they, you know what? He punched a lot of people that didn't get healed and were greatly offended. Mm-hmm. Wow. You don't hear about that. He kicked other babies that didn't get healed. Did you hear about that? How do you want to be the mama of that one? Oh, that's the untold story of the charismatic maniacs. <laughs> okay. Let's just kinda of come, <laughs> <laughs> come down a little. Come down a little. Come down a little. Just love your neighbor. <laughs> right.
2: All right.
1: That's a pet peeve. Alright, so what was I? Oh, yeah, the gifts. <laughs> so, um, yeah, okay, so what would I say? Number one was, okay, first, if it's for you. Second, oh, I was in the tone. Okay, so, tonality. I mean, how you deliver the Last, The next thing is timing. The timing of things. Just before you have it, doesn't I mean you got to give it right away. Actually, because I minister so much to worship leaders, intercessors, and prophets, pastoring these guys is like herding cats. Everybody has the word of the Lord. Everybody's absolutely sure they have it, and everybody's absolutely sure they need to give it now. Okay? we are going to see in the order of the gifts in 1 Corinthians 14 that, no, you know, shut up until one guy's done. And maybe he's gonna say a lot of what you're gonna say, so you don't have to say it again, just so people can say how prophetic you are. Oh, come on! Look, mom, I can prophesy. (laughs) Shut up with your insecure (laughs) self. Who cares if you do this publicly or not? What? The thing is to glorify God and help people, the common good, not for you to, I prophesied
2: today, <laughs> it's like, oh, great, <laughs> all right, no,
1: no, 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 all right, So oh. all right, so the timing is essential, because wrong, like, for example, I would pray before I, I do read books, but I pray what I need to read, not what's the bestseller, right. right. Because God's trying to do something in me.
3: Right.
1: And it's trying to fuel me to become something so I can give it to others. I can't give what I don't have or who, I, who I'm not.
3: That's right.
1: Good. If I'm not that, I can't give that. I want to give who I am, not what I do. But sometimes, hey, listen, Spurgeon used to say this. Every time you get Sunday morning behind a pulpit, you risk hypocrisy. Why? Because you have to preach the standard even if you're not there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is how pastors get all discouraged. All the other ones say, but you're not living now. That's a familiar spirit. You're not living what he's saying either. How come he's not pointing at you? The, the tonality, though. If I'm not living something and I come to you and I say, you sinner, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. I'm not doing it. God's going to spank me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, or, and or remove me. Right. Because he doesn't like child abuse to his mm-hmm. kids. Uh, this is why a lot of people get taken out of ministry to start accusing and condemning, that's not the spirit of
3: Christ
1: alright, so doesn't mean you don't uh, speak forth what God says, that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that you're always wanting to represent the father represent the kingdom okay, so <clears throat> go with the gifts we gotta move on so that's the gift. The gift is you get the gift. Some people have an accentuated gift. I started most definitely the gift of prophecy. That's my, that was my strongest suit. If I started getting words for people, I didn't even know it was called prophetic. They, they'd say something like, "How did you know that?" And I'd say, "Is that true? I didn't know that was true." You know, and, and so that's how that's how I began. And even in a Sunday morning setting, where a lot of how many have done a Sunday morning prophecy. If you have, if you have, like you you actually said something in the congregation. Somebody? Mm -hmm. See, that's how I Our culture was, it was always prophetic on our gatherings. So I, you know, I I started with,
2: God loves you,
1: (laughs) which is prophetic, but it's all over the Bible. So (laughs) how deep is it? But, you know, a simple word like that can really, you know, somebody can hear something like that. But it was like God beginning to get me out of myself and not be afraid and. Be right. bold and you know, he begins to deal with you according to where you are. And prophecy, see, because we have those old school prophecies. Let me say this. There's a difference in Old Testament and New Testament. Mm-hmm. Old Testament prophets, God was manifesting a far, fivefold, fivefold ministries through an agent with the Spirit upon them, not in them. Right.
3: right.
1: So He was He was in essence decreeing from these ones that He would anoint from time to time. He was not always there. But from time to time, he would anoint these ones that would speak on his behalf because the Spirit of the Lord was not in the Okay, so, so he did make them do very strange things. They were very strange individuals. They did eat and live and, and do stuff. And actually, when they would come to a city, they would ask them, do you come in peace? They wielded a serious cloud in the Spirit. Okay? And so, and so you didn't really want them in community. Elijah just appears like John the Baptist but we knew John the Baptist he was Jesus' cousin we knew his mom and dad we don't know anything about Elijah he just shows up these guys just show up you know and so you're like they show up with a a carrying a huge stick and you realize run for cover. (laughs) and these guys would come the elders of the city would come you know Are we okay? Do we do... I want you to go in there and tear up the house. What are we doing? We can solve this here. Nice. Nice. What do you want? What do you need? You know. So it was different. It was a different dispensation. I mean, you know, Christ makes a difference.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the moment that is not, See, because people come in with that Old Testament paradigm and go in thinking that you need to prophesy people's sin and call it out and, and criticize it. I'm you, that's not the spirit of Christ, don't you like that? He's not going to humiliate you in public when he has the Holy Ghost that like, can whisper to you in secret? Come
3: on.
1: Come on with your dumb self. you got to stop that. If you're doing that, I'm going to slap you at the end of the meeting. You can't do that. That's not Christ. You know, he's not into humiliating people. He, 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 it's an age of grace. Not cheap grace, but it's grace. He's trying to conform you into perfection. He understands your weakness. You should never ask, why not me? Your question is really, okay, now that it's me, what? (laughs) You know? So, the element of, now the New Testament prophet, as opposed to the old one who nobody wanted to really be near, except the few unfortunate ones that became their servants. And even even when they had a prophetic school, remember, he he wasn't necessarily a really touchy-feely guy. Prophetic schools didn't even want to go. This is why Elisha was so different that he kept pursuing Elijah when the other prophetic students, they're just willing to, not, you know, let Elisha go. We're, we're in school. The guy was teaching was going on. Hunger, hunger, hunger will always get it. Your Your encounter with God has nothing to do with your hunger. God can't just pray for one. Jesus. Oh, 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 I have everything I need manifested. I pray. Do me a favor. Just write, turn on the dime, next person next to you, and just pray whatever is in your heart right now. Go ahead and write down. Just verbalize. Look at them and pray for them. Just do Just do it. Just pack a pick partner with somebody else. Somebody that. I'd rather not have husband and wives, but whatever just release i'm gonna quickly just whatever's in your heart boom spread
3: there you go it's gone and thing. your that's that over the
2: Good.
1: You should be able to, on a dime, release the prayer within you for somebody else the beginning of prophecy. Now, if you trust in that, the Christ, the Creator of the mm-hmm. universe, lives within you. Then you can release prayer immediately. Releasing mm-hmm. prophecy is really not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's it's tapping into that prayer within for the person. And how many of you know? Once you get going, God begins to put the words in your mouth. Amen. I'm going to show you how pictures and all this stuff. You can hear God in different ways and different levels. But but what I'm saying is. This is a good exercise that you sh- you should be able to turn it and not wonder and try to think your prayer in, but you 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 just tap in and boom to deliver that. That's just as prophetic as anything. Praying for somebody else. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 14. So we talked about the office, we talked about the gifts. 1 Corinthians 14 says everyone can prophesy. Desire, pursue, hope, uh, love, hope, faith, hope, and love, but earnestly pursue the gifts, especially with prophesy and that you would prophesy in public. Okay, that you would release this for the common good. So that means that you, it can't just be. I knew that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. That's not gonna help anyone. <laughs>
1: Alright? You gotta lose yourself, dive to that little fearful person and step up to the plate. We gotta do that in regular field this year. (laughs) Okay. Most of you guys are White Sox fans. No. No? Yeah. Are you are you are you both uh, are you cubs? Cubbies?
2: Oh my god.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's division in the
1: camp right? Right. right Yeah, I'm, it's a sick joke that I'm in Boston. I've hated every Boston thing forever. You know. <laughs> Braves time. <laughs> Just got the Upton boys. Oh, Hallelujah to Jesus. I <laughs> feel the <laughs> Alright. So, all can prophesy. Alright? These are the main three things. Ready? Edification. This is verse 4. Chapter one, fourteen, Corinthians. You know this, right? Edification. Consolation, edification, uh, exhortation, edification, consolation. Okay? Edification. That means you build people up. Come on. How is this going to. I said, I see sin in you, bro. You need to clean up. that That's going to build people up right there in public. <laughs> you have something like that. Take the mic
0: out
1: of you. <laughs> <laughs> don't pr- I'm, I'm not saying you do it right? just, It's He was like, like the Lord is saying with the mic right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what happened to me. I, I went to the bathroom and I didn't turn off my I don't want to go there. <laughs> so, so, what I'm saying is, what this known. What is done in secret will be shouted from the rich. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. that is not. It's for edification. It's to build them up. That is the normal, everyday Christian should be able to edify someone else and not beat them over the head with the Bible. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? It's like that self righteous spirit needs to die. Come on. Come on, please say it loud. Yeah. Right? Because just because you know one scripture, let me know. And what, that's what you got this morning in your Bible promise, and you're beating people over the head? it. Well, you can't do that, all right? So, first is edification. Your desire, your motive of your heart is redemptive. Yeah, all the time redemptive. Yeah, all right? We have enough devils and enough of ourselves to deal with without another Christian being telling, not telling you how bad you are. No. Okay? Now, that doesn't mean there's not discipleship hear what I'm saying, good right? When you read between right. the lines? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so edification. The other one is exhortation. No doubt. Come on, bro. Say stir one another unto good works.
3: Yeah. Right, right.
1: There is a stir up. Get your fire. Come on, bro. And, and sometimes, but sometimes you got to watch exhortation because you have to ask questions before you assume. Okay, you're assuming that the person is not doing everything they can. And this is why I, I tie the prophetic with deliverance and spiritual warfare, because for many years I would tell people, come on, you got to pursue the Lord. you got to be under the Lordship. I got, I got raised on this message way before you got to, And you got to take the world. I'm going to take it now. The fact is if they have devils they can't, you know, if they have issues with their father and they have demonic stuff going on with that and the first thing you do is our father, they going not have like short circuit that. Right. If you don't fix that, they're not going to connect with God. I don't care how many times you beat them over the head with that scripture. Or you exhort them to pray. The first thing, our father, and he's all jacked up because of his dad. Come on ladies, you know what I'm talking about? So, so you have to you have to do it by the spirit you're edifying you're exhorting unto good works you are and and when you do it you don't do it condescending from a high place you're a servant you go from the low place up you're lifting people to god that's
3: right
1: okay you're pushing people
3: upwards
1: you see that rather than i got the word I got the joy, I got the joy, I got it. you don't!
2: <laughs> <laughs> that
1: they have issues in their emotions all jacked up, and you're, you know, singing over them and and torturing them with your nonsense ain't gonna help them. <laughs> okay? That's a little bit pastor, the, the little pastoral I had. You can't, you gotta pastor people in the prophetic. Yeah, no. Even when they get words, you gotta help them out. I'll in get into that Alright, so. That's exhortation. So, be sure that in your exhortation, you are sensitive. Now, there is exhortation. Come on, bro. You know, don't worry. You know, there's, the Scripture is full of exhortation. Okay? And the other one's consolation. Okay? With the same comfort, there's consolation. The consolation is not just, oh, you poor pathetic person's devils. I'm not saying, you poor little victim you. I'm not saying that. Okay? There's a place where you have to, as an intercessor, relate to people's pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You have to relate to people's hurt. This is what true prophetic does. This is why you got to get healed emotionally. Why? Because of, so that God can use the full range of your emotions to help others. Come on, come on, so that you can't weep with those that weep. And rejoice with those who got a new no. car, and you got a crappy one. Rejoice with the new guy. Right. Right.
0: Don't be envious
1: and jealous. And how come you didn't give me one and get all offended at God? <laughs> you orphan little thing, you. Right,
3: amen.
1: And you told me to do this. Ah. You know what I'm saying? No, you have to be healed so that in your place of contentment, you can be all things to all people. And that's true prophetic. Then you, as an intercessor, you can take off burdens from people. And release the exhortation. Release the comfort. Release the consolation. You know, the actually, consolation, the, the, the word consolation means to prod forward. It's not just to. But it's like a pointy thing to kind of like, don't worry, bro. Just keep walking. (laughs) Comfort and consolation are different. Alright? There is a place of hugging a brother and keeping your mouth shut. And not try to fix the problem. Come on, ladies, with your husband, right? I don't need you to fix my problem. I just need you to listen to me and hug me and shut up. Ladies, come on, say amen, you know, right?
2: Just,
1: if you just gotta, you just sometimes you just can't fix the problem. You just need to be there, and in that reality, the transmission of caring and love—it's sign of a wonder. Right. Okay. Everyone can do this. This is not the prophet or the gift. This is like every day Joe and Jane, or Jane and Joe. Okay, all right. So that's a poor guy. And at the end of that chapter, I don't want to go through the obvious. So desire earnestly, go for it. Go, 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 go. No, I'm too holy. First love, first. Shut up. You gotta do the whole package. You gotta be filled with love, filled with humility, and filled with gifts. You gotta have the whole thing. It's like saying I only need three wheels to drive my car. No. Or three legs for my table. Well, some tables can be three legs. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you need the fourth. you need everything going. You need the whole why settle for a little you have God within you. Get the, whole thing. Right. get the whole thing. Get the humility, get the obedience, get the brokenness, get the love for people. This is why First Corinthians 13 is in the middle, like an Oreo cookie, right in the middle. All right? It says, you know what? If you know all things, prophesy all things, have faith to move mountains, but that you don't have love, I mean, this is radical, right? You're nothing. You're nothing. That's radical, right? I mean, it's not just like it doesn't work or, or you're wasting your time. No, it actually says, you're nothing. Yeah right in between the gifts and the, and the operations of the order first Corinthians 14 said that everything be done in order God is a got an order not confusion you know people mistake that all the time so if you pray in tongues he's talking about a congregation if you're in a prayer meeting and and you say everybody praying to- we're in a prayer meeting we're not talking to one another right so praying yeah. tongues all together as a concert that's okay people say well you're not supposed to do it because he says that That's not talking about If you're in a meeting like this and everybody's praying you to- Bringing tongues and speaking. Of course don't do that. And one do it, then the other does it, and the other does it. In communities like that, everybody comes with a psalm, a hymn, a, a word, a scripture, a, a revelation. And one at a time. You're at a It's for the common good, right? And there's an order. There's a facilitation. There is a Socratic, whatever, asking. However you're doing it, there is that, okay? You understand? But the essence of everything is the love of God. And you say, well, that's really obvious. You yeah, know, I'm 30 years in this thing. The obvious is the profound, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: It's the little foxes. The other day, I do not know what I was talking, and I literally saw a fox out the door, and that's the scripture just jive. I literally saw it. It actually had, like, wildlife right across from you. A fox just jumped. And there's one fox in the middle of this field, and I'm going, yeah, this is I because God can speak to you in your love life. Everything's great, but there's one little thing's bad, and your whole world is about that. One.
2: <laughs> Jesus,
1: deliver us from ourselves. Okay, is that all right? So. Um, Let me talk to you. Wow, time's flying. I'm sorry, I'm kind of like, there's no way to do this in less words. I'm sorry. At least I can't. <laughs> uh, so let me give you a couple of. How do you receive God's signals? How can you see? Okay, these are several ways. Because that... I don't see the scripture like a ticket tape over it first. Very seldom people do. Some prophets are like that, though. I not I know several, Bobby Connor, Dick Mills is with the Lord now, but he was like amazing, 8,000, 10,000 promises of the Bible. He memorized all of them. And when he prophesied, he just gave the Scripture. Boom, 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 four. He goes to them, God's going to do this, that, and boom, boom, because First Corinthians is. I'm not like that. I don't know my Bible like that. God, I'm so convicted of that I got around him. But that's all he knew, the promises. So I thought, okay, I'm not that bad. <laughs> he lived a long time. And he blessed a lot of people. And you know, it's funny, that guy, when I got baptized in water, I got baptized in a bathtub,
2: yeah. Indian
1: style, and gunk, back in the day in the college dorm. You know. And so uh, I, I got a prophetic word in the bath, my bathroom. And this guy gave me the same prophetic word two years ago without knowing me in two different conferences, the same scripture. And so I just went on. And then over the years, that the, the same scripture has come up, come up. And so it's kind of, like, wow, right,
2: that you Jesus. So?
1: When when Jesus says surely truly truly, it doesn't just he's not stuttering.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's trying to make a point <laughs> when he when he repeats himself, right? Okay, so um, so was I said, <laughs> oh yeah,
3: so you don't just
1: see it, you know, you don't you don't just kind of like okay, so you're developing the way that God speaks to you. Now, hopefully, you are. A student of listening to the voice of God. Okay, number one is this: you, overthinking is a drug. Quit it. You have no control over tomorrow. You gotta stop thinking and worrying. That is not helping you to hear God. Worry will not allow you to hear God. It is unbelief.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're on un- it's mm-hmm. double-mindedness, and you're unstable in all your ways. So what you think might be the word of God might not be the word of God tomorrow because you're not sure. Most people don't hear the word of God because they're so full of their own thoughts. There's no room for God in there, and so you're wondering, where's my job? Where's my money? Where's my maid? Where's my you know next breath? coming, where am I going to live? Where am I going to wear? Where am I going to you know? You got all this stuff, and the enemy rubs the word. He robs the seed. That's his job. That's what Luke. Luke says, and Mark 4 says, the enemy steals the word. He's stealing your prophetic destiny out of the different soils of your heart. So, number one, keep your soil. (laughs) The condition of your soil is going to determine the ability of you to keep the word that was spoken to you. And again, that's why I marry the deliverance in it, because I'm trying to get the other who are ministering to their soil able to receive with joy, the seed, and let it, let it germinate, it's 3,600, so, number one, get, so, so, overthinking, it's anxiety, it's worry, you really don't control tomorrow, relax, in the present with his presence, I'm not saying don't plan, but in your plans, hold them loosely, how many of you even thought that this was going to happen, right now, what you're doing? Right? Right. right. So, boom, and a dime. And uh, so this is why, doesn't mean that you live all, like spread everything. There's no, I'm just saying that we want to, everything to be God's order is much more chaotic than than what we think it is. Okay. Uh, so God can obviously speaks through scripture. You want to move in the prophetic, you better know your Bible. And I don't care where the word comes from, all right. If it violates the scripture, it's wrong. Amen.
3: That's
1: right. If we say amen there, right? amen. I want to make sure that said that. After I'm going to say all the rest of it. Because God is bigger than His book. All right. God is bigger than His book. <laughs> if everything that Jesus did would have been written down, it would have taken all the books in the world. That's so what John says.
0: So
1: <laughs> well, He's bigger than His book. I say anything that Jesus did was God. Wouldn't you believe that? Okay, so if, if everything that Jesus did is God, because, he oh, he's God. And every book, if, if they would have written everything that it would have taken up all the books, then God is bigger than this book. Okay? Now, one scripture has eternity. Like, if you can look down, one scripture is eternity down. You can never exhaust it, ever, ever. Now, I know that it's hard for because we get bored so quickly that you know you just stop looking. But in God, right, multi-dimensional stuff. You can not just down, just right. We're so limited. That's why I said you got to admit you're weak. Okay, admit you're weak. God, I need my sense. Train my senses to know righteousness. Train my senses. I want to taste. I want to see. I want to smell. I want to know. I want to feel. I want to believe. Train. That's a good prayer for you. Okay. All right. So you got to know the Bible, so you don't go crazy, prophesying all kind of nonsense. You have no clue about. Okay. Because you woke up that morning, you read Elijah list. Um, Help us all. (laughs)
2: That's
1: all I'm gonna say about that. And, uh, and just you know, you you read your your favorite prophetic calendar and journey, and you're into the you're into the Hebrew calendar. I mean, all of these things can speak. I'm not criticizing any of it. But, you know, you got all these thoughts. Anything violates scripture is wrong. You got to know the Bible, and you got to know the Bible that that's what the Bible says. No, it's in your personal interpretation. That's the Paul quote. No scripture is for your personal interpretation. And there's a witness of the spirit. So the word, giving somebody a scripture, is super prophetic. And if you get one, give it. Okay? You don't, and, and just give it. Don't try to interpret it for the person. We'll talk about protocol. Here. All right, so, uh, word. Okay, then there's pictures. All right? God can give you an image. We are created in the image of God. And God speaks through images. 2 Corinthians 3.10, it says, Beholding Him as in an image. It's in a mirror. So if you behold God and He sees you, then you can behold God to see others. So the mirror shines and sees you and you're changed from glory to glory, faith to faith. You can see the mirror, which is the world, which is God, which is on behalf of others. As a matter of fact, you can, if we have more time and do some exercise, you can close, behold, and you can look at somebody. I can look at somebody and see something. you are going to do it in a minute. I can't wait in there. You're going to wait to finish before we do that. Okay? You're a very easy group to prophesy over. Things are jumping everywhere. All right. So, um, so you behold and you. And you're just a bridge from the supernatural into the natural. So, images and pictures. Don't Again, don't try to interpret the picture. You can see a tree. You can see you know, cars mean something. I mean, I, I, you know, you live in this world. If you know the Bible, then you realize that, that the symbols that, that you can receive in the prophetic articulation will match Scripture, and they'll balance themselves out. But you have to balance people in, you have to pastor people in the prophetic because once you get the word, it's not just I got the word, it's not, you got to fight fight with it and it can't violate scripture. They'll point you north in your compass, but you're going in the right direction, right? North? But you don't know what's in north. It could be a valley, it could be an ocean, it could be rivers, it could be bears. Out of New England, there are bears up there. <laughs> All right. So, just because you're going in the right direction, doesn't mean you're not going to get resistance.
3: Right. Right.
1: Resistance is guaranteed. Right. Arm yourself for it. So it says, fight the good fight. That so no matter if hell boils up, the hell of high water comes over you, you got the promise of God that is yes and amen, and you plow forward. And you plow in community so that if one falls, two can pick you up, three is better. If you're by yourself, you're going to get picked off. I don't care how strong you are. No such thing. thorough he's not a Christian. No such thing as an island. Man in an island, no. Okay. It doesn't work. You want a prophet? Get out of the cave, into community, and see how holy you really yeah. are. Okay. You're prophetic. Oh, God. You're going God. No, I, I, don't come to church. I'm in my, I'm in my cave. <laughs> I'm in God. I'm in this place of revelation. No, I don't come to community. That I, I, could, I could like lose my, just. Up with your spiritual, hyper-spiritual getting Get community that will balance you. Please say amen. Yes, amen. Amen. because this is the thing. You don't want me balanced. You don't. You want me on my crazy self. You know why? i got people that are in my teams that balance me. So the, the multi-form counsel, the multi-form giftings, you will talk about yourself about the crazy things I said or didn't say. I'm certainly not saying everything can be said. And I probably said some things that might not even be true. I don't know. You don't have to balance me out. But I'm not going to be balanced. <laughs> I'm good with that. Okay? You don't want that. You want the full expression. You I want you at your full expression. Don't be afraid to be I gotta be balanced. What? Just live life follow the Holy Ghost. Somebody will help you. Stay in community though. That balances you out. So pictures and see the supernatural realm. Images. God speaks to me through headlines, through movie titles, movie scenes, songs, paintings. I go to a lot of museums. But I mean, I do in Europe a lot. So I'm, I'm gazing at paint. I'm gazing at the mind of I'm gazing at history. I'm history teach I means things. There are patterns. I begin to see things in patterns. Okay, now you got to develop your your language, right? Maybe you hear sound. Sometimes I hear battle drums. I, I, I can smell something. A couple of times I've smelled some things. I can just smell water. So you can hear things. You can smell things. You can see things. Okay? And dreams. Okay, now the interpretation of dreams is a whole other subject. But God can confirm things that God is speaking to, to you. Uh, and when you share with us, you may not have the full interpretation, so share with somebody that, that you trust and they can pray with you. God can give you visions, no doubt. And um, um, give you, like I when I go into situation I take inventory of my body, anything hurting me, I feel, I feel good. So anything I might pick up when I'm here, something that's hurting me, I'll call it out. It's there, it's there. It's not, I'm not the healer. and I'm not the one that's going to, you know, I have no pressure on those things on me. Yeah, I'm just going to be obedient. More times than not, God will do it. God will do it all the time. But more times than not, the Lord is going to matter. It's not my job to show him. And I don't know the journey of the person. You're not in an event, you're in a journey. You know I one's saying you fall in love with God in the journey, not just a destination you know, it's not that way but he's speaking to you all the time through these things okay? and then there's protocol how to, when you rec- whatever you receive if you, if you feel like you're getting dreams, write them down you'll forget you will. you don't write them down. so have something nearby on your night table whatever or record it nowadays you can do a million things to record the information. I don't even write stuff down. I just take a picture of stuff Kind of download and think about what sad is you think if something is so significant, then you shelve it. Well, it wasn't that significant then. Okay? So you gotta steward the word of God. I'm getting words right now. They're making me very nervous. And so I gotta pray I am responsible to pray before God about these words and move forward as I sharing the counsel of the people I'm working with and the community I'm in. Okay? All right. Any questions? Okay, is that clear? So, can God speak to you audibly? Absolutely. Um, uh, Can he show himself for real? Absolutely. (laughs) I can tell you some stuff and it's not. It's he can Does it mean he loves you less if he doesn't? No. You probably don't need that. Doesn't make you special. What you want to feel special? How much more special? Do you want to be with him forever? How much more special do you need? You didn't deserve what you're getting, so how much more special? He bled for us. That's special, man. We just want more, we want to sell. Wanna sell? Two for one, Jesus, come on. Right, all right. It's just so much worse. but that that helped you. Mm -hmm. Now listen, again, how do you do this? Well, by faith. Number one. Number two, don't let your brain talk you out of what the Spirit is saying. (laughs) Number three, if you're hearing it immediately, act immediately. Like if God's saying, go tell that brother, Lord's about to give you financial release. Money for a purpose, money for the vision, provision for the vision, stop worrying. Mm. Because the things you're seeing are providing some things, but the real deal is coming. So, you've been faithful, you've been good, you've been right. The Lord's going to open up the right door in the right place at the right time with the right
2: connections,
1: And He's going to show you what shines that is not gold, and He's going to show you the real goal. So, go easy and keep doing what you're doing faithfully. And the Lord is going to meet you. Don't give up or be weary well-doing, but God is right there about So oh, he tells you to do it, you do it immediately. Okay? And then I'm not saying is that right. I'm all nervous now. Is that right? What? Does that make sense? My my biggest thing afterwards is does that make sense to you? Because I'll forget. Okay. I, after, if I do a lot of people and they'll come up to me, what did you say? Well, did it make sense to you? Well, I'm not sure. Or not, or more or less, right. I'm not sure either. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right to say I don't know. It's not on me. Okay? If you take credit for it, then, like, if you're. <laughs> this is so true. I mean, I, I, I've i caught myself. On that. You know, thankfully, honestly, if you're in this thing, God will start really dealing with some of the pride issues and insecurity issues. And it's not all pride, it's just you just don't. You're learning. Everybody's got pride. Nobody can look at anybody sanctimoniously. I don't got it. In well, fact you're telling me you don't have it. <laughs> because we're, we're in a process. We're in a process. So um, um, if, if I'm bumming out because you missed it, then you'll probably take credit for it if you've it. So the best place to be is, you know, God, you did it, you give it, you unravel it. I'm the vessel, I'm good. I'm, to, I'm praying that, the, that you become pregnant with something that, I, I want to demystify gifts, but I want to restore the awe of God. The gift is nothing. God is that. And it's hard for people in spite of us. He loves us. Come on! In spite of us, he loves us. Man. That is a sign of wonder. So, by faith, be bold. You know, you can be bold for many things, and move in love. And and don't speak religious language. If he give you a scripture, give the scripture. If they give you a, a, a picture, like I've done to unbelievers that I interpret a dream. We sat in the middle of a Dublin University in Ireland, right in front of the library, and I put a sign up that says free spiritual readings. So I had a guy play guitar and bongos, and we had a bunch of Irish kids lining up, to, and we just blast them. We had to change our language, though. So we couldn't get. So Don't, this is, I'm going to get into protocol in a minute. We weren't going like, thus saith the Lord. All in King James, spitting all up on their face. It's never going to help anybody. Stop being so Pentecostal. For the Lord
2: will say unto be.
1: Break their neck and not get anything. They're not going to remember the words. They're going to remember your crazy self. This crazy guy put his hand on my head. And expecting me to hear something. <laughs> it's already weird enough as it is. Why make it more difficult? Okay? So you demystify the Pentecost behind it a little. You lay off the spiritual caffeine, the red bull, you know, kinda of, just kind of take a step back and talk. Be a communicator of the divine graces to a people that are starving, yeah. but you can't make them jump through all these hoops to be able to receive it. And you know, kindness leads people to repentance. Kindness. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. All right. So so you're bold because you're going to have to step into it, but you're kind in the delivery. Like, like people in restaurants and stuff like that. Listen, this might be a little weird. No, I, I'm, a, I'm a minister. I, I did not have an impression. I'm the Lord for you. Would you mind if I just give it to you? If I do. you? Can I, can I just pray for you real quick? i put my hand here. Ask me permission. Ask me questions. Good yeah? yeah, gentleman. Gentle ever, very few times in my life, they to say, no, 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 I don't want to. Very few, very few times. And then they're, they're so blown away by yeah. stuff. How did you know? What? How did you know? I said, you know what? I did This is just the love of God. And then you're able to present the gospel in the same breath.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you open. You open it not just for the common good, not just means Christians, it also means, but the gifts are for the body, no doubt, yeah. for the edification mm-hmm. of the body, but it's also for the common good. So you yeah. can prophetically evangelize by getting words of knowledge. Right? Yeah. There's something happened to you. you your radar, you start honing in on stuff. The more you do it, the better you get. After a while, you can bring 50 guys like me. After a while, you don't do it, you only not learn. Good. Good. What's the fine line between not
3: responding to their body? Because I feel like you can add more to it, but how they see people
1: responding? Or cues sure. Well, this, this is a great question, because it will lead me to the final point before I okay <laughs> Because it's a protocol. Protocol and how you deliver it. Okay, number one, you can't be led by sight. You can have a whole—I know guys, are full tattoos, full piercings, teddy bear heart. But if you look at them, they're spanking criminals. If I just look at them, says as a biker, and you know it's intimidating just to even approach them. Yeah. I have a friend got hit by a bus. Got hit by a bus. Got hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> he broke his arm. But the bus was total. He's like 300 pounds like this. He got hit by a bus. He went flying. The bus hit him. Boom! Got total. Of course, the bus would have killed him if he ran him right over. But he hit him. And the outcome was total bus, broken arm for this guy.
2: So he won that battle somehow. So
1: he's, like this, he's about this big. He's like this 300 pounds of solid muscle. Okay? And you think, where you go up to that guy, he looks menacing, he's a bike guy. But he's a teddy bear. All right? He's a gun-toting gun-totin teddy bear, but he's a teddy bear anyway. All right? We're in New Hampshire, live free or die, baby. <laughs> so, there are more rednecks up there and the whole stop put together. All right? All right, so, don't be led by appearances. Jesus didn't do that. He says he didn't not led by appearance, he will not put out a wicker. <clears throat> a little fire, he's not going to put it out. He's not going to be led by the way you look. I'm glad he didn't.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: <laughs> I was looking yeah. rough. <laughs> <laughs> I got saved, and I was high in the meeting. I got saved. In. All right. I so, right, yeah. and I hadn't done anything for like three days, and I was still high. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right. So, I'm just saying that you can't. You can't um, judge it that way. Uh, my biggest mistakes have been because like that, mm-hmm. and uh, then I realized, bad lama, <laughs> bad lama.
3: <laughs>
1: you know, I said, stop it. Just do. My job is not to interpret. My job is to deliver. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so that's protocol. Deliver. Don't say, "Thus says the Lord." That comes with office more than gift, and everyday prophetic. And that comes at a very specific time. And listen, when I come into places, I get invited a lot. I'm under the ministry. I'm coming to serve. And if I have a directional shift in the ministry, I'm not going to say it out loud before sharing it with the leadership yeah. team. Yeah. There's protocol in the yeah. sphere. This is the other thing. Ready? you got to understand your sphere. If you have, I have no authority with you. I'm an invited guest. I have zero authority. So I'm, my prophetic is going to be you know, very confirmatory. It's not gonna mean I'm not gonna be addressed you need to move and things you need. Probably not. Whatever I do, I say I would say pray about this and check with your whatever leaders however uh, you're organizing yourself. Okay. But there's just because you can doesn't mean you should. Okay? Yeah. So how people get in trouble, is how prophetic gets a bad name, it's crazy nuts, think they got the word of the Lord. Don't obey proper protocol, relational uh, authority, and they get into
0: problems. And they probably meant
1: good, but you know, if you do it one time, you tell them, and they still do it. The second time you tell them, they still do it. They're morons. I don't have him back. I says you don't want, you don't respect us. You just want us to marvel at your gift. I like you, but change that moronic behavior. you Ain't coming back. <laughs> We got to straight up with people in a loving, kind way. I deal with I deal with Christians different than I deal with people in the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because you guys, come on, you can handle a little more. I got, you can't tear people into people either. You just can't. It's like God's kids. You got to learn to play with the kids in the sandbox well. Everybody's got their messed up situation. You don't know where people are at. Maybe they responded ugly to you. You don't know what happened to them that day everybody has attitude right so so those dust says the Lord do it. I have an impression I have a sense I have a feeling okay look I, I said from the Lord the spirit of the Lord I think once you pray about this but I feel the spirit you know say stuff like now if i'm gonna I'm gonna ro- I'm gonna roll a little bit like that'll I'll, I'll, I'm a little bit bolder because dang it I'm older
2: <laughs>
1: I've done this you know it's a little there's a little bit to be said. That, and then you guys will check.
2: Okay? And
1: I'm going to hopefully get through it. I know we didn't give you a break, but you know what? You can handle this. So um, so that's part of protocol. Also, you know what? Try to keep good breath.
2: Amen. Okay. Good breath.
1: It's hard to tell people about God if your breath smells like the devil. You know <laughs> You
2: know,
1: it's if you're in a ministry time, especially, and you know you're going to minister, then definitely. Okay, now in the street and stuff, it's your personal hygiene stuff. I carry these little things. You know, sometimes I don't have them, and I people ask me and try not to. I breathe a lot on people, so if you're sick, don't do that. Uh, and and don't copy other people's. You know, their expressions of how. Uh, again, I'm, I'm tapping and releasing my faith according to my gift. You can't imitate me. You take me as I imitate Christ, but you got to be you. It doesn't work better for you just because you do it the way I do it. Obey the principle and be you. And As a result, then, you, you release who God wants you to be. Um, don't, try not to prophesy marriages and babies and <clears throat> Uh, Sexes of babies you gotta have a real clear. I mean, I've had some words like that, but they were in my jurisdiction and my sphere of authority Because they were in my jurisdiction and sphere of authority, you know, not only did God give us the right word, but we could cover it right But I mean if you you know we, we do this thing called soul fest we prophesy over a thousand a thousand people in three days We bring in all our young people. This is where we equip our youth, and they're prophesying machines, you know, six, 12 hours for three days. They're prophesying one after another after another. And so we give them certain protocols. Don't prophesy babies. Don't prophesy directional shifts, like you got to leave this church to join that one. You got to change cities. You got to, you know, anything. You don't have that sphere or that authority. You're to edify so the comfort in that level. God moves in signs and wonders with lead people to the Lord. I led the person to the Lord though, without me even meaning to. She had a problem with her heart. I was gonna pray for healing for her heart and I prayed, I want you to repeat with me, Lord, I give you my heart. And the and the first pers- I I I give you my heart and she got saved right there. I didn't even know she was unsaved. That's how prophetic I was she just gave herself to the Lord and then release something. Released, and I just I feel so great. And then a person I've been resistant. This is an Anglican church now. Oh. Resistant to the. She was joining up to get devils cast out in an encounter in the same breath.
0: Oh, uh, I love God
1: up. transforming people like that. I'm right. This is the power of this, the Word and the Spirit, the power and the Spirit working yeah. together. Okay. Anything else? Is, I ask you. So there's a fine line over. You're gonna have to discern, you know, about the person. But don't be led by the person's demeanor. If somebody's walking around like this, I feel you're depressed. (laughs) Well, you know, some things are prophetic, others pathetic. (laughs) Don't try to superimpose your little world on people. Okay, and if you clear. Your mind on these things, you'll hear the Lord. You know, I mean, people take breath, take a deep breath, bro, relax. You want to, you know? So that's not you're not trying to insult people or or anything like that. You're just trying to help them receive from God. Okay. Mm. I'm, this is the last thing I'll say. Spirit, I'm sorry. I have a question.
2: Um, you so, know. There is a lot of discernment that's you know, there's a lot of discernment necessary when prophesying
1: and when doing all these things, um, and especially in an environment that is charged. Sometimes when people come with expectation, or um, they hear about something, what? Um, oh, I know it's not a question that, you know we want to dwell on, but you know, on the chance that. Through ourselves or something, you know, we misspeak, we speak wrongly, we say something that's not right mm-hmm. or accurate. Um, but because of an atmosphere or an expectation or a relationship, someone now has something in their head or in their mind mm-hmm. that is not right, and they they've taken that in. How? Um, I guess. How do you handle that? How do we handle? It? I mean, we say, you know, well, it's not on us, but what it what is? Okay, good, good. A great question. you understand what he's saying? What if you miss it? That's what you're saying. What do you do? Okay. Uh, Number one, no parking lot (laughs) prophecy. What I mean by that is, if you have a safety net of a community where you're delivering those words, okay, then, then we can pastor people in the prophetic to where hey, I got this word. You will be smart when you receive a word to share with somebody that, that's walking with you. And hey, what do you think about this What the Lord? This is what I was prophesied. And these are this, you know, somebody that knows you. Okay? You can't be more afraid of the devil's ability to confuse than of God's ability to keep you. Well, so you have to believe God. But, in the, but I have, now it happened, I'm not boasting, but it happens now a lot less. It doesn't happen that often. But I have missed it. And you know what? I said, look, it's not. I say this. Whatever is not the Lord, it's not the Lord. Shall it? Or pray through things because sometimes you think it's not the Lord. You don't know. If you give something to somebody, okay, the, the responsibility is always on the somebody to go before the Lord with what they've received and discern the word of the Lord. That's why you want to do it in community so that there's a safety you know it, it, in, in what you're doing. but when you're on the street and you give something, hey, gotta trust the Lord You know and and, I, um, and when you're praying for one another and I say, look, that's why I never say thus says the Lord it says I have an impression right? I have an impression you need to check this, pray about this I have an impression that's special. and I really want to make sure. Now, now I do it less and less when I have this kind of, there is an expectation. There's a charging atmosphere, and uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sell my gift or anything like that, you know, but, there, um, but I do that in this because these, you guys know me a little bit, and I've actually done this before with you guys, <coughs> um, so there is a little bit of a comfort level on it. But, but as you grow, you get confident. And and uh, and if you do it in the right setting, the right way, you start losing the fear. What if I'm wrong? What? Most of the time, you're gonna be right. You're gonna learn. If you're gonna learn, hang around with people that do it better than you, so you learn it better. And you know, some things are caught, some things are taught. And I take people with me in some of these things. I couldn't I couldn't on this trips because I'm going to Atlanta from here. But I mean, so I take some of these guys on some of these trips so that they can do it, and then I release. Okay, you. will right pray for those guys. <laughs> You know, but um, yeah, you could be wrong. And this, we, proph- you know, and this is First Corinthians 13. Ready? We only prophesy in part. So right. even if you're absolutely right, it's only part. Right? right? You know, you're gonna get, the, you're not gonna get the full counsel of the Lord in one shot. You're gonna, you're gonna get a word that's gonna help you, you know, and a seed that's gonna, a, a watering of a seed. You know, so. But be bold. Don't let the fear of, I might miss it, keep you. What if you get it? What if you rock somebody's world, man? You know, have that aggressive posture. What if, what if I'm, for such a time as this, I met you and God has something for you? I mean, you don't say that. like that. It sounds kind of, <laughs> but in your, you know, because you're like, you're going to get the other guy going, okay, I'm out of here. They're not going to hear you if you have those kind of attitudes. But what I'm saying is, uh, that's your posture internally. I question. Um on the flip side of that, I say, you know,
3: just through experience at times, you just hearing God's voice, give somebody a word and they don't respond to it. Can you talk about how this, the how you need to guard
1: your heart from thinking that maybe you missed it even though you did it,
3: you mm-hmm. were on it and
0: they
1: just
0: it was really on them? It used
1: to bother me a lot more. Um, you can't make people believe. You can't. It's like Jesus coming back to the three and they're sleeping. I, I just had a real pop, this this real powerful prophetic lady in Ireland. Speak a word over me because I was in a place that I was a little bit discouraged about some things that are happening. And it's, this is the word she gave me ready. Jesus came back, found the three sleeping, stopped three guys. And that in itself are and so instead of like picking up Picking up a stinker <laughs> <laughs> which, like in Spanish in the old school, I'm not trying to you know where these guys are with his shoe and his sandals. Instead of doing that, the Bible says he went a little further. And went down and kneeled down to pray again, not broken. He just didn't he didn't dwell on the weakness or his own he just went a little further. Like three times he did. And one time he bled tears, and the other time he said, okay, not my cup, but yours. I'll drink yours. It took him three times of disappointed sleepyheads. And they fell asleep out of sorrow. They didn't fall asleep because they kept hearing him cry. You know, imagine, right? He's crying out, and they're listening, and they can't, and they're going, like, I don't even know how to pray. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. They didn't have the tongues. They didn't, you know. It's just kind of like in their sorrow, fell asleep. Just go a little further. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it affected me a lot more. I was in a room full of teenage girls. Some of them were unsaved. And I was doing a youth ministry like a couple of weeks ago. Teenage girls totally unimpressed as only teenage girls can do. Giggling <laughs> <laughs> about everything and looking at each other. You say something, look at each other. You know they're not paying attention. <laughs> but, and um, so I stopped my message. I said, "Listen, so I'm gonna tell you my story. How I got saved. My and my testimony. And uh, so this was. Good. I'm gonna tell my story. But before this is gonna happen, I'm gonna pray for you. God's gonna, um, he's gonna, uh, blow your mind. You're gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the box of. Payment.
2: And, they in a and They're all like, <laughs> okay, the whole
1: shift, the, sh- the atmosphere shifted, right? And then they started giggling again. I started telling my story. And they're like, okay, I'm gonna pray for you in a minute. So I kept putting that out. I'm gonna pray for you in a minute. So, so they finally this okay. So I started with some of the people that I knew, to do, and I got to the first one.
2: Boom.
1: The other, boom. And I started passing clues, and at the end, i
2: so creepy. How did you know that <laughs> and I said, Did I tell you this is going to
1: happen? Said, this is the, this is, and, and this is my point, right? This is my point about this. what I told him, said it's not so much that I'm creepy or that I knew this. It. It's the fact that God
0: knew this and
1: told you. They be coming to the youth group ever since. I didn't need to lead them to the Lord. The Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're so quick. To get the gospel in them. They're tasting and seeing. They're trying to see a supernatural God that loves them and not a church that's a physical. Trying to fall in love with the real Jesus. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that. They couldn't. It's creepy, and my my son is one to leave it, so they can't talk bad about
2: him.
1: <laughs> <try> <laughs> He's a he leads the.
2: <laughs>
1: but, uh, but that's what I'm saying. A word in season, medicine to the bone. Mm-hmm.
0: Right.
1: Okay. I yeah. know. Uh, all right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. yeah. This is a weapon. Yeah. The weapon. These gifts. Weapon.
2: So, if you have a phone or something, you can record your stuff in there.